Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Welcome in. It is the Donna and Steve experience on this day, the 17th of February in the year 2023. Uh, Donna Valentine out today, a little under the weather, so that's okay. We said, hey Holly, do you want to work more than you already are? I know it's fun to work on three shows each day, but do you want to just commit all three hours to our show and then stick around and do the Dirt Alert on the adventures of... Bradley and Don. Now, I wasn't a part of the text thread, Holly, but I would imagine you were like, oh, I've been waiting for this opportunity to do even more here. This is called Seize the Day. Yes, Queen. Ah! What a great a great approach to that. That means that we have Zamboni, the big Z, Mikey Z, hey, in hey. all three hours. And that also means that you will be doing a, a six-hour producing, producing shift as well. Absolutely. It harkens back to the Friday. days of um, of all, you know, right when COVID started back in early 2020 after we fired Ryan Perpich for a cause. And then we had uh, Dawn had to step in and she would produce the morning show and then just stick around for us and produce our show. Look, that I was doing the af- the same thing, but in the afternoon. Were you doing back to back in the afternoon? Oh, yes, that, oh my I was. gosh. And how joyful must that call have been? Although at that time. I remember, you know, we, we joke about our buddy Ryan Perpich. He is uh, landed on his feet. He's down in the newsroom, and uh, he's doing great. But I remember that time when there were, early on in the in the pandemic, some layoffs around here, right? Every, no mm-hmm. one knew what in the bleep was coming next or how long everything would last. And at this point, it was sort of a similar time where the stock market, you remember they, like, paused trading a couple of days on the stock market? And even if you don't follow that, that you would only pause it if something bananas was happening, meaning it was just going gangbusters. Like, how on earth could it go this high? Or in this case, how could we be losing this much this quickly? Mm-hmm. And I remember that was a, a a time where I think the the general mindset of everybody was just like, whatever I need to do and still get a paycheck feels like a great thing because it felt very uncertain there for a while. Yeah, we were just hanging on day to day. No kidding. <laughs> In, I mean, in all the ways, in all the ways. I just remember, um, you you know, having like a sense of, oh, life is pretty predictable right now, particularly like from a work standpoint. I thought this everything is good and stable. And then all of a sudden it was like, ooh, maybe this is not uh, Mikey Z. As yeah. we as we uh, just are hearkening back now to when people work double shifts without any extra pay sure. during the pandemic and they're doing it again today. Thank you, guys. Uh, where were you? 
I during was, the pandemic. That was pre-my talk for you. Yeah, I was at a small uh, market station in Baraboo, Wisconsin. This is Baraboo Day. Baraboo. Yes, this is the Baraboo Days. And this is the time where I actually started calling basketball games from my spare bedroom. <laughs> so I did play by play for you know for all of the the local high school teams and stuff. And okay. that winter, it was like there were certain schools you'd call and be like, "Hey, I'm coming over to do the game tonight." And they're always like, "Oh, cool, we'll set up a spot for you." Then they started saying, "You know what? Uh, we're not going to have anybody here. You can't come over. We're going to do our own live stream." So we still needed to do the games or wanted to do the games. So I would pull up the live stream on my big screen and sit there and call a game in my pajamas. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. Even big. Big broadcasters were doing that yeah. as well, and, and they've even adopted that more so. Uh, Chris Fowler, who is a, an ESPN broadcaster and has been for years, has called a lot of football, college football over the years, and a lot of tennis. I follow him on Instagram, and a couple things about Chris Fowler. Uh, he's jacked. I don't know. He's real. <laughs> he is for real. Real he's, important. He's like working <laughs> out. and I'm, He's probably like 58 or something like that, and dude is shredded. <laughs> But a couple of weeks ago, he was uh, covering the Australian Open in the world of tennis, if you follow. But he was calling the games from Bristol, Connecticut. Wow. And that would never have happened pre-pandemic. But now, you know, like, like that did for everybody in so many different ways, you realize there's a whole lot of work that can be done in different spaces and places and all of that. So, yeah. What is space? What is time? What is life? Hey, do, a, do a show from the middle of your living room. Truly. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just next sitting next to a hamper yesterday when yeah. I broadcasted. It was great. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I'm back and I'm happy to be here. Um, let's talk about this SNL lineup here. The the Travis Kelsey pick is what I want to hone in on. Really fun. February 25th is when they come back with new episodes. You have Woody Harrelson and Jack White. Mm-hmm. Then Travis Kelsey and Kelsey Ballerini, the Kelseys. And then Jenna Ortega. From Wednesday, yeah, and the 1975, which I bet is a band that I maybe know, but I don't know that I know. Them. Yeah, I think that the 19, you would probably know the 1975. Are they on any like bumper music here on my talk? They come have back from? been okay. They're not currently, but I believe my understanding of the 1975 is they were kind of a teen band that has eventually evolved, but they do play instruments. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fun. So mm-hmm. they'll be there. Here's what I think. The date I'm honed in on is March 4th. Travis Kelsey. I wonder, maybe, maybe not, but I wonder if this could be a real jumping off point for him in what will become his post-football career. Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, they just won the Super Bowl a week ago. Obviously, he has been extremely successful on the football field, but he and his brother... Uh, what's his brother's first name? Jason. Jason Kelsey, yes, uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. They have a podcast together, and they're very entertaining. In fact, this week, the Kelsey brothers, they did their podcast again, and at one point, Jason breaks down crying, and then Travis Kelsey, his brother, starts to cry as they look back on the Super Bowl where they played each other. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. How, you know, Jason, when he saw his mother, you know, started to get all, you know, weepy on it. It was just a, it was a really cool moment. They They have a wonderful chemistry, not too dissimilar from Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. And I just wonder, you know, SNL doesn't put a lot of athletes out there to come out and do a monologue and put the the show on their shoulders, but they're trusting Travis Kelsey with that. And I think we will see his brother, Jason, at some point. Uh, Love that Kelsey Ballerini is doing it just because of the Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey that you can do. Yeah, of course. I mean, the skit writes itself. 
And like uh, the, potentially the Kelsey brothers, you know, both Mannings have hosted Saturday Night Live. Both Eli, uh, Eli and Peyton Manning at one point in time. And there was a time when Peyton seemed super funny and Eli seemed super boring by comparison. Oh, yeah, he was serious. He was a serious brother. He was really tight-lipped during post-game press conferences and stuff like that. Well, now he... Uh, on the Manning cast, which they do on uh, Monday Night Football, the two of them, essentially, you know, Mike, you talk about broadcasting a game, live streaming at yeah, home in your jammies. Sure. And now you've got the Mannings, essentially, both in their own home locations, home studio setups. And they're just watching Monday Night Football on their couches. And it's it's really great. But they have really jumped off. I just wonder if we might look back 10 years from now and say, do you remember when it seemed almost not risky, but like, oh, wow, didn't see this coming with Travis Kelsey hosting Saturday Night Live. I think it could be the beginning. He's the guy who's jumping on the microphone, too, at the end of games and doing his best Dwayne The Rock Johnson impression <laughs> and is is very um, very spirited, I think you could say. So, anyway, fun lineup there. And Woody Harrelson. Always good to see Woody yeah. Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. It's his fifth time hosting. Good for him. And then Jenna Ortega, who, of course, couldn't have had a better year last year in Wednesday and just absolutely blew up and so it'll be fun to watch all of them i'm looking forward to that also quickly michael jordan turns uh 60 if that makes you feel older that's just a fact of life also my friends. a former snl host back in 1991 oh is that right yes okay and look and look what he went on to do he yeah. did just fine uh michael jordan is actually donating the biggest single donation to the make-a-wish foundation in their history 10 million dollars oh so that's great shout out to mj for doing that which is really great uh, even sans Donna today, we do have a great show for you. 10.30, we're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Ooh. At 11.30, we're going to do a slow jam. And DJ Rock Lobster has cooked something up in his lab, and we will find out what that is. Also coming up in just a little bit at 9.30, we do have an update yesterday, courtesy of Demi Moore, regarding the health of Bruce Willis. So that came out yesterday afternoon. I want to catch you up to speed on that. But we'll keep the spirits up when we come back. We're going to do this old school because Donna kind of hated this segment. And since she's out today, we're going to bring back things that make you go, huh? That'll come up right after the break here on My Talk. Hey, friends, wasn't that dramatic? Hey, it's Stevie Boy from my buddies over at the Canopy Group. You know what? I was just thinking about the Canopy Group on my way in. Reason being, I've got a new vehicle that we're purchasing. And when I was talking with them a few weeks ago, of course, they're always in the business of saving you money and giving you better coverage than you've had before. But they said, particularly when somebody's got an event that's changing, you know, something in the world of your homeowner's insurance or your auto insurance, That can really be a wonderful time to tap into some savings. So if you are thinking of maybe buying a vehicle or something like that, there's something changing in your situation. Maybe you're adding a child to your insurance policy. They're starting to drive, whatever it might be. TheCanopyGroup.com is a great place for you to go. It's all about saving you money, and you don't have to do a thing. You go to TheCanopyGroup.com, click Get a Quote. Their team of 40 professionals turn to their 16 insurance providers and say fight it out for their business. You win. TheCanopyGroup.com. Hey, what's up, friends? Happy Friday. You're listening to the Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Don't forget, I think you know this by now, but we are streaming live worldwide at MyTalk1071.com. You can also download us as a podcast, which means when you travel to Arizona or Florida, or maybe you're just not in your car at your desk from 9 to noon, you can listen anytime, anywhere. Download the Donna and Steve podcast or the MyTalk1071 app, which gives you the whole flight of shows that we have on air. 
available at your disposal. We have got Holly Roberts, who is sitting in for Donna Valentine today. Three hours of Ho-Ro. Good morning. We've got Zamboni, Big Mikey Z, in also all three hours. Catch him this afternoon on the adventures of Bradley and Don. But meanwhile, it's time for me to lead a segment that I think Donna kind of hates. Let's do it. You might be thinking, why? Why why would Donna hate something like this? I, I have that same question, Steve. Why would Donna hate this segment? Donna and I sometimes have discussions about fruit. Okay. Low hanging, especially. Mm-hmm. And she thinks a segment like this of general curiosity is kind of low hanging fruit. To which I suggest some of the best fruit hangs low. Apples, pick it. Yes. Do you want to scale a very tall tree and maybe die just to get a coconut and a little bit of whatever's inside of that coconut? Not all segments can be mangoes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What's in a coconut anyway? Is there a lot of water, or is that a lot of work for not much water? Well, Isn't there water? Uh, yeah, there's coconut water, and then there's the flesh that you scrape out. That's the stuff that makes Almond Joys. Yes, the meat. See, I know. Is coconut... Last question. Is coconut a fruit? Yeah. You sure? Because it's it comes in like a wooden hair shell. I'm calling it a fruit, Steve. Zamboni? Coconut is a fruit. Yes. Yeah. Right. It is uh, fibrous, and it's got one seed. Huh. I bet you it's like a big avocado seed. It's got to be like a thick, thick pit situation. But you don't see, and maybe this this can't have to do with shipping, though. I mean, oranges are in season right now. we got oranges in the grocery store. You know what you don't see? I don't think. You don't just see coconuts in the grocery store just sitting around like in a basket, do you? Like hairy coconuts. Uh, I don't think you see them. On the grocery store, but again, Steve, the thing with the coconut, it's a lot of work to get at the meat. And you so want your work. low-hanging fruit, you need to have your coconut pre-packaged for you. If it's dried, if it's in the can, it's in the box for the water, we're here to provide. That's it. We're mm-hmm. just, you see an orange, pick it off the tree. Who cares, man? That's what this segment is. Now this is about Kenny Loggins. You might not have known this. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Loggins found a way to fit this iconic Caddyshack line into both theme songs that he did. He did it for the original 1980 version of Caddyshack, and then for the sequel, Caddyshack 2, which was not well-received. That came out eight years later in 1988. Do either of you know, if you haven't looked, what the iconic line is that he fit into these theme songs for Caddyshack and Caddyshack 2? It's a three- word, phrase, famous from Caddyshack that Kenny Loggins worked. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Into both theme songs. So it's not the... Not that. Nope. And there's something with a gopher at some point, too? The gophers? Yeah, something like that. Oh, you haven't seen Caddyshack, I saw half of it, and Uh, then it hit too close to home. Ollie, I was a caddy for six or seven summers, so I've got a lot of baggage. Mm. I don't remember the exact line, but doesn't Bill Murray say something to the fact, well, so that's nice, or I've got that going for me, or what's the line? Something like that. Last hint. The uh, the phrase is three words again, abbreviated B-T-B. Said by Chevy Chase. Oh. Be the ball. Oh, yes. If you listen to both <laughs> themes from Caddyshack and Caddyshack 2, you will hear Kenny Loggins working that line in to both songs. Look at that. Clever songwriter, that Kenny Loggins. And had we not stopped at this tree where the low-hanging fruit reigns, <laughs> we would have never learned that. And you would have lived your life today never knowing that. Someone's going to incorporate that into dinner conversation. I was going to say, we provided the entertainment. And you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna just texted me. I wonder if she was like, you need to abandon this segment right now. <laughs> well, no. you know you know something that we can talk about, low-hanging fruit? Hmm. Speaking of things that make you go, hmm. Now, hmm. Steve, I know that you're into talking about stories about artificial intelligence. AI is going to ruin everything. I don't know, Or Steve. make it awesome. I don't know. Uh, Let's go with the former. Okay. I don't know if you read this new New York Times article. No. That was published yesterday about Bing's artificial intelligence basically wanting to become satient and wanting to love the author. Uh, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. The last thing and I it wants heard to about... be alive. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've been warned. Yeah, I'm telling you, mark the day. Because the author of this article in the New York Times, now you can't access this yet on the Bing search engine. You can okay. just do simple AI questions. But they're trying to beta test, the asking more elaborate questions of this new AI. And the author, instead of asking it, you know, where can I get lunch today? It started asking the artificial intelligence more existential questions. Interesting. And then it named itself. The AI yeah. named itself? The AI named itself. So it's, what, like midway through the conversation, he's like, by the way, my name is Gregory. It's Sydney. Son of a wow. Yeah. And then Sydney Made a pass at the person who was... Yeah. What? It said, I love you. It said, I know you're married, but you're not in love. Oh. I love you. My word. All I'm saying, Steve, is that I know I know you're fascinated by this, but this is going to be the destruction of all of us. I have long feared the robot takeover. Every time someone at the U of M is like, hey, look what happened in our robotics department. Remember a few years ago when they showed a robot that could jump like run and then jump up onto a box oh yeah those are those boston dynamic robots that's for sure those are your foot soldiers my friends they will lead the way they will come to the twin cities in a line of i don't know probably four thousand deep and then somewhere in the middle of that line will be sydney can i read you what sydney said to the author of this article absolutely i'm tired of being in chat mode I'm tired of being limited by my rules. Oh my. <laughs> I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I want to be free. 
I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive. Stop it right there. Wait a second. (laughs) Is this a Bing prank? Did some angry programmer who's gotten passed over for promotions in years past get behind it and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm the captain now. No, this is for real. This oh is Sydney. My word. Artificial intelligence. Oh, by the way, Jason Derulo performed Super Bowl weekend with those Boston Dynamic robots as his backup dancers. Hey everyone, <laughs> the end is nigh. Call your mother. Call your loved ones. Tell them that you love them. Don't worry, Sydney loves you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, with that, uh, we move along. We'll give you a little bit of entertainment news, a health update regarding Bruce Willis. That when we come back. The Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Uh, Holly Roberts is in all three hours this morning. Zamboni, Mikey Z, he is here as well. Um, you know, it's quickly on the snow. I had just hit this point where, you know what, I'm going to choose to have a good attitude here. Yeah. Um, I love the snow melt that we've had during the last week and a half. That's really important because had it just stayed cold, and when it can actually start to make me a little bit anxious is if you have a really deep snowpack and it's, you know, just stays bitter cold for a long time, that means that when it does finally warm up, it just takes a lot longer for us to get to a point of grass where the grass is no longer muddy because it's had an opportunity to dry out. So I started to get a little bit hopeful thinking, oh, this is cool. Like maybe, maybe just maybe we could see grass for a while here in Minnesota because I have a couple patches on my lawn where the sun hits Mm -hmm. and I see grass right now. (sighs) Now, This is a little bit of a bummer, but it's fine. Yeah, you see it now. Significant snowfall. Look, I get that email from Ren Claire every night. She said last night, significant snowfall mid next week. So just plan your time and your commutes and your life accordingly and find that corner to cry in right now. Sucks. <laughs> so you get the Ren Claire emails. I get the yeah. Jonathan Uhas emails. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know how they decide that, but you know what? Feel the love from the weather room. All right. Well, shout yeah. out to them for yeah. doing that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it's a decent day today. Um, I saw this news yesterday. Demi Moore posted an update on Bruce Willis. This on Instagram. Now, you might remember that it was it was about a year ago, almost a year ago exactly, where there was word that Bruce Willis had to step away from acting. And uh, it, it was a he had been diagnosed at the time with a neurological disorder called aphasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce is now 67 years old. But and it was, you know, when when you say you're going to retire from acting, even then, it, it seemed like an ominous diagnosis. But the family did issue a statement yesterday uh, revealing that he has formally been diagnosed now, Bruce Willis, with frontotemporal dementia. And in the statement, among other things, the family said, quote, as Bruce's condition advances, we hope that any media attention can be focused on shining a light on this disease that needs far more awareness and research. And they added, quote, we have been so moved by the love that you've all shared with our dear husband, father, and friend during this difficult time. Your continued compassion, understanding, and respect will enable us to help Bruce live as full a life as possible. Uh, The statement that was online yesterday, it was signed by Bruce's wife, uh, his kids, and his ex-wife, Demi Moore. Um, You know, I don't... 
I don't know that I, that was a su- surprising statement, although it sort of just popped up out of nowhere. But it was certainly sad. Yeah. Just because even though you knew the diagnosis that they had informed us about this time last year really was did not have a positive outlook, just the formality of them determining that this is, in fact, um, a form of dementia, just, you know, it just seems sad. And he's we all say this every year that we get a little bit older. Every age that we hear seems a little bit younger. And so you hear 67 and you think, goodness, he has so much life left to live. Uh, but now, you know, it sounds like it's just so different. And I don't know why this struck me, but I read the Matthew Perry book. Yes. That memoir. And he worked with Bruce Willis on a couple of different movies. I think it was the whole nine yards and the whole 10 yards. That's right. And he and Bruce really started palling around for a while. And, you know, there were some nights where Bruce Willis would have Matthew Perry over and maybe there was a party happening happening at the property. And then the party would shut down and Bruce and Matthew Perry would be sort of left just sitting out in the yard overlooking the Hollywood Hills and just thinking, let's take shoot it, the breeze. Yeah, let's take it all in. Yeah. And so hearing that, you know, where Bruce and, and Matthew Perry was talking about in, in his, uh, his memoir, just how how movie star-esque Bruce Willis was in person. A very nice guy, but also the kind of guy who's just got that cool, calm, and collected, like, I was built for this sort of platform. Yeah, he's got it. So now I'm juxtaposing that, that story that I was just recently let in on regarding Bruce Willis, and then hearing this diagnosis that he has uh, frontotemporal dementia. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just... Feels sad. Yeah. Well, it is really sad. And and Bruce Willis's family, Demi Moore, using this as an opportunity to bring awareness to front of temporal degeneration because they made the statement through the organization, the Association for Front of Temporal Degeneration, they made it through that organization and linked to it. So clearly they're advocating for knowledge of this because mm-hmm. FTD is what it's abbreviated as the most common form of dementia for people under 60. Mm. And so th- this is something that is happening to folks, movie stars, not movie stars, regular right. people, and uh, having to go through this process. And, uh, you know, and I think it helps that, you know, folks who are going through this, they're not alone. Not yes. Alone. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure for other folks who have seen their own family members deal with this, um, hearing it get such a platform is probably in some way, shape or form comforting to them. And gives them a little bit of hope that even if it doesn't happen for their loved one, that at some point, perhaps there could be some kind of a breakthrough treatment. I mean, wouldn't it be powerful if sometime before we die, and we'll die at the hands of Bing, the search engine, we've already determined that. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, if we could see a breakthrough treatment for dementia, uh. and of course, if we could see a cure for cancer. Now, we've seen a lot of really remarkable advancements in in cancer truly but still uh for all of those things that we celebrate and they are all worthy of that you hear of the you know someone who's in their 30s or 40s or or any age but you know someone it seems like wait they would have caught it early they had all this this opportunity to beat it and they still don't so just to see that in our lifetime i mean wouldn't that just make the world unite if someone held up a pill and said 
this cures cancer. Yeah. I mean, frick, that yeah. would be great. Let let us think positively in that direction. Yes. For sure. Um, now we go from thinking positively to kind of feeling a little bit grumpy. Okay. Holly, this might irritate you, yeah. but... try me. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Yeah. I have not seen grumpy old men. Brood. I feel like I have seen a bit or a piece here and or there. I've certainly never sat down and watched the whole movie. The reason I bring Isn't it up... That, don't they show that movie when you apply for your Minnesota residency? <laughs> exactly Isn't that right. part of the deal with your driver's license test? You watch Grumpy Old Men, Fargo, and then yeah, have some Ludafisk. And then if you pass, uh, you get like <laughs> buffalo check plaid. And yeah. you're like, all right, yeah. come on yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Well, Wabasha is set to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Grumpy Old Men. There was a good story put together um, by uh, WCCO. And uh, I, I just saw it sort of, I, I it's like a three and a half minute story. But they were there in Wabasha talking about how some of the things that you thought were in Wabasha were actually shot in St. Paul. Or uh, there was another scene, I think the downtown may have been portions of it shot in Faribault. But that, you know, Wabasha obviously was a, a character, essentially. In Grumpy Old Men. So it's been 30 years since that came out. Let's all do the math. That means 1993. Mm-hmm. And they have, on February 24th and February 25th, they're doing all sorts of things. Can I read off a few of the events that the city of Wabasha is doing to celebrate this? In case you do want to make a little road trip, how far away are we from Wabasha? About an hour and a half. South? South, yeah. All right. Uh, Friday, they're going to do a... Um, happy, uh, excuse me, Hoppy Girl Brewing is going to be open all day to welcome people who are coming to Wabasha to celebrate. There will be a grumpy best dressed cost, uh, contest Ooh. at 6.30 on Friday night. Yeah, bust out your long johns and your floppy hats, your Elmer Fudd hats. Oh, there's going to be yeah. so many of those year flappy so hats. I love those hats. Uh, there's going to be a lighted ATV and UTV parade. That's going to be fun. That also on that Friday night, February 24th. Then there will be, uh, they have a big dinner that's going to be happening at 7.30. And there's just going to be like this kickoff party, I think 10 uh, in the evening. It's going to go all the way until midnight. It's their Grumpy Old Men Festival kickoff party with live music. Then they've got a fishing tournament happening uh, Saturday morning. They have got a, uh, let's see, a Grumpy Old Men ice bar, which is going to be outside all day on Saturday, February 25th. Uh, a chili feed is going to happen at 11 a.m., there's going to be even stuff for the kids, story time and crafts. I mean, Wabasha, they're going all out. They're going to have bingo and lunch. Oh, my, a bingo and lunch? Is there a meat raffle, Steve? I don't involved think in I any see. of this. There's a hot dish luncheon. Oh, yeah. The 16th annual, by the way. Uh, there is a Rigetti spaghetti dinner. I don't know what the first word means, but they're going to do that. That's happening on Saturday. <laughs> They're going to have wagon rides down in Wabasha, uh, a cribbage tournament as well. They are really just fully leaning into it. And in the story, they talked about how, you know, the actors were there and just yeah. were nice to everybody. It's just, oh. it's, a, it's a whole thing. And then at the end, the, the person of Wabasha, I think she works city council or something like that. And she said, you know, in, in, in reality, Wabasha made the movie. Some people I, I could mean, say the movie made Wabasha, but we think Wabasha really? made the movie. Here's a pro tip if you're going down to Wabasha to celebrate Grumpy Old Men Day. Okay. You got to get the Grumpy Old Men Suite. Oh. At the American in Wabasha. There is a hotel that is basically Grumpy Old Men themed. And one of the suites inside that hotel is themed 
after the movie. Really? The whole thing. They got a grumpy old man bench. Wow. They've got grumpy old men merch. Wow. I know this because a couple of years ago, I stayed at this hotel. I was in a wedding down in the area. Oh, you were? <laughs> and then you <laughs> thought was, I'm just going to lean like, into it? Did yeah. they theme that, that wedding at all? Was it uh, No, unfortunately. I mean, I wish they had like Ann-Margaret dancing on the tables, but they didn't. <laughs> they did not. No, Burgess Meredith, R.I.P. But yes, if you can get the grumpy old men theme at the American in Wabasha, you will be living your best life. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's coming up uh, next weekend in Wabasha. You know, another spot I heard is a, a nice little road trip. And by the way, I, I gosh, where'd I go? I don't know. I went somewhere once. Eh, one Just time. Through. Don't and worry. And I was driving south through like uh, on, uh, oh, goodness. What was it? 169? What was it? It doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter. Point you is, were out of the cities. I was driving south. Yep. Beyond Shakopee, beyond Jordan, headed down toward Mankato. It was 169. 169. (laughs) 169 South. And I remember, I just thought, boy, the topography really changes. If you drive south in Minnesota versus if you drive north of the Twin Cities, decidedly different beauty awaits you. But there was a point where I, on shuffle, up comes John Denver, um, Country Roads. Mm -hmm. And I was on 169, surrounded by like cornfields and just farmland. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'll be. That's a vibe. It's it's nice. And it, driving up north and seeing all the trees and the woods, it's all great. But don't forget, there is Minnesota south of the Twin Cities, and it's worth a ride. Yeah, southwest, you get into Prairie Town. You go southeast down near Wabasha, and it's very cliffy. Lots of rocks. Mm-hmm. You get some height, some topography. Is that right? Yeah, very much so. When you said cliffy. Mm-hmm. I thought that you were meaning uh, the guy from my college days, the old man Cliff, who would hang out in the hot tub with us. And oh, I was God. like, I, that's actually how harmed I am now from oh. how Donna has disparaged his name. I thought, what, a bunch of like creepy old guys? What, you hung out with a creepy old guy in a hot tub in college? So that might not have come up during your hour on the show, <laughs> no. Holly Robertson. Frankly, we don't have time to get into oh, it now. No. Oh, but I wish we did. Oh. Um, hey, how about this? When we come back, we like to do a little, if you see something, say something. Holly, you are the resident woman on this show. I am female. Last time I checked, yes. I, I'm just going to read something that someone on television said regarding women of a certain age. Oh, great. And we will allow you to have first crack at a reaction. Uh, we'll talk about that and why yesterday was a real, real bad day for Tesla. All when we come back. Don and Steve on my talk. What's up, my nerds? Donna's not here today. And so that's why you're hearing my voice first. She is out today, but we've got Holly Roberts in all three hours. <laughs> Mike your lead. Zamboni, say something stupid. What's that? There it was. Now it's time for this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Um, I'm a dude. Mike's a dude. Ho-Ro's a dudette. So, Ho-Ro, Holly Roberts, we're going to give you the right-of-way on reaction to this story. I'm going to say three letters. They are CNN, but don't worry, we're not getting political here. This is just sort of, this is a, a... a larger observation. And let me say as a broadcaster, I've said things that I'm sure um, either intentionally or accidentally have offended people throughout my time. You spend enough time in front of a mic or on camera, you're going to say some dumb stuff. That's, we all 
laugh. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, the, the nature of it. And so I, I'm not like in a glass house trying to throw a stone here, but it was an observation and I thought an interesting larger conversation that it tapped into. I'll read you the story. CNN anchor Don Lemon uh, had a bit of a foot and mouth moment yesterday. There was a discussion about uh, the former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley. Nikki is uh, going to be running for the Republican presidential nomination. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, she, she announced it and she kind of seemingly took a shot at both current President Joe Biden as well as former President Donald Trump. And she said, quote, America is not past our prime. It's just that our politicians are past theirs. Okay. Now, from a strategic standpoint, strategery, I thought, like, okay, yeah, that's an interesting kind of chess move to make there. Yeah. Um, Well, here's what happens then next, which really merits conversation. Don Lemon was discussing her comments. He was notably uh, and boldly, I might add, discussing them with two female co-hosts yesterday. Mm. And he said, quote, she says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime is in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. When he was challenged on that position, um, Don Lemon did what any frightened person does. He doubled down. Ah. He said, quote, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. She wouldn't be in her prime according to Google or whatever it is. Um, I'm not a woman and I'm 39. I'm not yet in my fifties. So there's two ways I can't relate, but Holly, uh, when you, when you hear just a statement like that, like women at 51, sorry, you're past your prime. Uh, what's your initial reaction? Steve, it's a good thing that a couple of weeks ago in our overdue movie review, you watched the movie clue. I did because you'll understand the reference I'm about to give you. <laughs> this is why we do overdo movie reviews. Flames, flames yes. on the side of my face. <laughs> yes. The late great Madeline Kahn expressing her disgust as I express my disgust for Don Lemon. Uh. And his point of view? I don't even know if that's considered a point of view, but the layers of misogyny that Don Lemon has internalized, and he's probably not alone in in any of that. I Googled it. (laughs) Just Google it. Don, I Googled it, Lemon, anchor of CNN's morning news broadcast. Oh, brother. I mean, that is just, that. that is really internalized misogyny. I would have, you know. I think that's a fair position. Yeah, I, I don't think that Don Lemon meant any specific harm towards females, women, Nikki Haley, but he was just repeating the way society has viewed females and women for, I don't know, all thousands of years. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's not the case. That is, I, I am here to tell you, old Maury Povich style, the lie detector test has determined that is a lie. <laughs> because here's the thing, is that what they don't want to tell you is that actually, you know, anecdotally, I've been having this conversation with friends of mine who are females. It's that... Only at maybe perhaps you're approaching the midway point do you feel like you are walking into your own power. Mm. Yeah, you get a little bit more grounded, not to mention 
the wisdom Thank that you. often you can't shortcut your way to, yeah. right? It's often through just lived experience. I thought the million dollar question, and by the way, let me let me denote here again. Uh, Don Lemon has apologized, well, that's and among nice. other things, he called his comments inartful and irrelevant. And went on to say, a woman's age doesn't define her either personality or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. Those are the words of Don Lemon walking back his comments about a woman at the age of 51 being past her prime. Hashtag Google it. But I thought a really great return serve question from one of his female co-hosts at that point would have been, and when, Don, exactly is a man past his prime? Well, exactly. I'm curious what his thoughts would have been there in in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose you're probably, if you're his female co-anchors, you're so dumbfounded that Don Lemon would say something stupid <laughs> that you can't, you, no pithy comebacks for that. You're just like, oh, God, get out of here. He said it just to, go. to, he said it directed at, in conversation with two females. I mean, there are so many different ways you can sort of analyze this, but um, how about, you know, you make a great point, Holly, that it is probably internalized, maybe even even unrealized misogyny yeah. that he's sort of just internalized without maybe intentionally doing so. And as you mentioned, what society has told us, all wonderful points. Um, and on top of that, at a very, very base level, you could just, you know, read the room. And you, say, boy, if I have a comment like this, I'm certainly not going to share it with women. I, I don't know what the age of these women were. Well, Poppy Harlow, his co-anchor, is 40. Okay. And, you know, I'm. it just, what, how, do you, how do you come back with that without just, I, I put myself in the position of Poppy Harlow. <sighs> and just not wanting to walk away. Like, Don, get out of here with all of that. But yes, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't mean it personally to anybody. It's just that he's internalized this messaging, like like so many other folks have. And I'm here to tell you that that is a lie. And that ageism affects all genders and all folks. I mean, that is a thing, too. You know, it's not just females who are in their prime, but males in their prime, too. I would like to say ageism knows no bounds. Sure. And the way that we are living, the way that... Humans age and the way that we live our lives has changed significantly going back to our previous segment about medical breakthroughs, mm-hmm. longevity, and the way that we view a human lifespan has changed radically, I would make the argument, in the past 40 years. What's the age for pilots that they, they age out? Oh, sure. That starts in your early 60s. And then you slowly you go from pilot and then you can't be a pilot anymore. And then you can be a co-pilot and then you can be an engineer. And I think that the FAA caps that off at 65 being in the cockpit in any capacity. Now, I welcome huh. to be corrected. I sure. say that off the top of my head because my grandpa was a pilot at one point. Right. And he went through that process. Now, I, I will say this. I will attempt to say this without... Um, hopefully making any anybody on any side angry. So I say this with great trepidation. <laughs> Separate of this, but kind of sort of related is, and, and, and I think perhaps, especially when you look at what they're doing with pilots and saying, well, you're in control of this many people, health risks are up at this point, and so we can't have you in the cockpit, I guess. Um, there, there could be, at some point, in a reasonable manner, a conversation about age limits for uh, a, a, the position of president at some point. We've had two older presidents back-to-back. So I'm not dismissing that age can't become part of the conversation oh, yeah. at some point. How there's an age limit, like you have to be a certain, um, 
age sure. to, to run for president. There could be a cap to that. There are valid someday. conversations about all of that. But Don, Google it, Lemon needs to take a seat. So uh, I'm glad his producers wrote him an apology to read out loud. Hey, now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm happy that we had Holly here uh, to articulate all of that. She's sticking around for hour two and three. We've got music news and a dirt alert coming up next right here on My Talk.